Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Thursday Night Football, Week 9, Titans at Steelers. Let's go. All right, cut the music, cut the music, stats. We're starting this way. Play the bell. Welcome to the Taking the Points podcast, part of the SB Nation NFL show, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll get to the rest of that in a second. Spence, we just need to start off. As a show last week, we kicked butt with all of our bets. So it's important that we let the people know right away. Last week, winner, winner, chicken dinner across the board. This week, let's double it up. What do you say? I'm with it. Let's let's uh let's double down on it. It's it, when when Stat sends us our our um you know our I guess we every every week before the show starts he goes back and sends us a recap so we can kind of see the red versus the green. I'm gonna tell you what looks a lot like Christmas today in this email, man. So let, let's do this again. Yeah, a lot of winners, a lot of winners. Uh, hopefully we can do it this week. But again, we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use promo code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Spence has already introduced himself. I'm Chris Dunnels, at Chris Dunnels on social media. Uh, And we are here this week, week nine, Titans and Steelers. Man, how are we feeling about this game? I tell you what, this is probably, not probably, this is the most difficult game for me so far this season through the nine weeks that we've been doing this. Um, this has been the most difficult one for me to pick. It's just, look, I get it. The the, the Steelers don't have a horrible record at all. They're, they're doing pretty well. But when you watch them, it's confusing. You never know if their offense is going to have a good game or a bad game. You never know if the defense is going to be the vintage Steelers defense for Mike Tomlin or they're going to come out and just let teams destroy them. And then you look at the, the Steelers. I mean, you look at the, the Titans, I should say. They were playing musical chairs with quarterbacks. Now they have a decent game out of out of one, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. And now everybody's jumping on their bandwagon. I don't see it yet. I need more than one game sa- as a sample size. Uh, so, But this one was tough. How, about, how are you feeling with this game? Yeah, I think a, a few weeks ago when we were setting up before the Commanders-Bears game, I said that that was one of the mm. hardest games for me to come in because it's one where I could look at it. And I, and I think Saints-Jaguars was another where I said anything wouldn't surprise me here. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Uh, with Saints-Jags, it was a little bit because both teams were underperforming uh, through the season. And, and maybe if either of them got right, you get see, we could see some points. This week, both of these teams are kind of mid like just truthfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I really am having a hard time. We'll talk about this when we get to our parlays, but this is one where I don't have any uh, money line option in any of my parlays because I just don't feel confident in any team winning this game. But on that point, let's talk about it. The The odds, when I looked at them yesterday, so yesterday was Tuesday, it was Steelers minus three. And we're recording this uh, Wednesday morning now pretty early. And that line's moved to Steelers minus two and a half. 
So what what do you think when you see that? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Steelers at the minus two and a half right here. Um, so typically for those who who aren't fully aware of what these lines mean and everything. A lot of times when you're at home, you get the three point spread. A lot of times that's kind of like home field advantage or you're like your 12th man advantage. So with the line being at two and a half here is, is really not saying that they think Pittsburgh is, is really that much better. They're saying that it's pretty even. So I think like Chris is saying here, you can, you can see this going either way. And I think DraftKings feels the same way. I think I'm going to go with, with Pittsburgh here um, and we'll get into the reasons why, but yeah, I'm going to go with the two and a half for Pittsburgh. Yeah, this is one where we, we again we're going to talk about this in a second when we talk about the Steelers offense that you alluded to earlier. But this is a scenario where I, I don't like it. I think the line's moving in the direction that I'm feeling. Uh, so I think the Titans will pull off what would technically be an upset uh, since yeah. they aren't favored right now. Uh, but I think this is pretty close to a pick'em when you talk about the the three points for a home team. If you were to take that away, you're saying that maybe the Titans are half a point better on a neutral field right now. Mm-hmm. So give me the Titans to to pull off the upset in Pittsburgh. Uh, but again, I'm not confident about it in the least bit. It's just, uh, I guess, where my heart is pulling me. Yeah, no, it, it, that's 100% where it is because I'm the same way about Pittsburgh here. Um, I, everything in me would love to say, you know, Pittsburgh's going to blow this team. I just can't. I don't there's nothing about this game that makes me feel like but like you said the other about the other games. Now, if if either team came out and had a game and they blew some, you know, blew the other one out, I wouldn't be surprised. If this was a 6 to 3 score at the end of the game, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh I'm just hoping for good football. I I hate watching Thursday night football games that turns into snooze fest. Like I really hope that this is at least a competitive game. Yeah, so I don't know what you mean by snooze fest. You have different people, different strokes for different folks, right? So sometimes people would say a defensive showdown that ends six to three is a snooze fest just because it's a whole bunch of points or a whole bunch of punts and not a lot of points. Uh, to me, that's still a fun, exciting game of football when the outcome hasn't really been decided yet. The snooze fest for me is what a lot of people enjoy. It's 52 to 14. Uh, and you know who's going to win in the third quarter or you know at halftime or sometimes in the second quarter. I don't really like those games. So for better or worse, I think this is going to be one that's going to be, quote, competitive, uh, where the outcome <laughs> might come down to the fourth quarter. Uh, I'm just not sure it's going to be the most uh, exciting of competitive games. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of points here. Uh, we talked about the line moving. The money line has moved a bit, too. Uh, when I looked yesterday... Steelers were minus 155 favorites, uh, meaning in order to win a $100 bet, you'd have to risk and wager 155. That's moved a bit, dropped to minus 142. Titans were plus 130 underdogs. That's moved to plus 120. So again, everything's kind of trending toward the Titans being able to pull off the upset. And I wonder if Kenny Pickett saying he's going to play is in any way causing this line to move toward the Titans. Imagine that, right? Like, you know, no, let me not do that. Kenny Pickett is an NFL quarterback, and he's made good plays throughout the course of his career so far. So let me not say that. But I just, you wouldn't imagine Kenny Pickett being the reason why the line would move at all. But that that could be the reason. It also could be that with the line being so close, a lot of people were putting, you know, a lot of money on Tennessee. So, now the line is moving in the way of Pittsburgh to to kind of just one point, but it's still enough that it makes a difference. So um, 
I don't know, man. I, Kenny Pickett. How do you feel about Kenny Pickett? When I watch him, um, it's like some games he, he's great where it's like, oh, this guy has a future. And other games it's like, yeah, you should probably put Mitch Trubisky in and see what you got there. But Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know I'd go so far as to ever recommend putting in Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> um, so to those who don't know, I'm a New Orleans Saints fan, and there was there was talk about the Saints potentially drafting Kenny Pickett out of the draft a couple of years ago. And the big issue that everyone talked about was he has itty-bitty baby hands. Um, like his hand size is the smallest in the NFL. Um, I haven't seen that kind of show itself in the form of fumbles that people were expecting. Mm -hmm. um, but his NFL play hasn't inspired a lot of confidence. If I was a Steelers fan, I don't think he's necessarily the answer. If the Steelers just sucked this year and they were drafting in the top three in 2024, I think they'd still take a quarterback. I, I don't think they just say, oh, we are set at this position moving forward for our franchise uh, like a lot of other teams would. Uh, who knows? Maybe like the Titans would right now after one week of seeing Will Levis. Uh, but I think the Steelers think that Kenny Pickett might be a Band-Aid and he will be a, a decent enough NFL starter. And they hope they have enough pieces around him and hopefully a good enough defense to where he won't lose them too many games. Yeah. Yeah, but in a division like that, the, in a, the AFC North to me is one of the most competitive divisions in the NFL, and you don't want to just compete at that point, you know. And and I, obviously you know this, but now Joe Burrow is looking healthy. Lamar Jackson looks good, you know. I think Lamar is playing at a level that not a lot of people are talking about. So when you have that, and then Cleveland, they're not, you know, they're hoping that Deshaun Watson can come back and be healthy at some point soon here. But the defense is keeping them afloat. So when you have a, a division like that man you, you Kenny Pickett has to play better than just being competitive and and I just don't see it for them and unfortunately um you know they're in a to like right now is when the Bengals are waking up as stats saw last week unfortunately sorry stats I didn't mean to didn't mean to poke the bear there yeah yeah open wounds still I'm sure yeah and I'm sorry I'm sorry out of the kindness of my heart I haven't once mentioned how close the bills were to taking an L against Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. I haven't mentioned it once, and I'm just not going to because I'm a good well, person. And well, no, I, I mean, wouldn't talk you about can. it. No, you I, can I, I because I, I don't see it the same way you do, and that's okay. It's fine, but go for it. No, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to you. I, I wouldn't talk about how you projected the the Bills to cover the spread against the Bucks, and the Bucks almost pulled up an upset. It, it's fine. The spread I wouldn't moved. talk about it. When I picked, I, I when wouldn't I talk it, about it. I'm just saying the spread did move. When I picked it, the, the spread was what it was, and then the line moved because there was a lot of money coming in. So I'm just letting you know, I covered my bet. Okay, okay, sure I, you I did. I can go back Revision and pull up tally site. I'm just Re saying, I can Revision go back and pull up history. tally site and show when I made my pick what the spread was, and that's according to DraftKings.com. I'm saying so on I'm our saying. show, on our show, you picked Bill's, uh, what was it, minus eight and a half. And they won okay. by six. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'll say. Okay. That's fine. But this uh, week your we're team talking didn't Titans win on Thursday, Steelers. So it's okay. They won on Sunday. Stop living in the past, Spence. All right. <laughs> Over under for this week, Titan Steelers, 36 and a half. Well, actually, that was yesterday. We need to, to real time check this. Yeah. No, it is still 36 and a half as of Wednesday morning. What are you thinking here? See, I think this is the, the part that scares me, right? Because, like, for instance, last week, who would have thought that we would see. First of all, De DeAndre me, Hopkins. The answer is me. 
you thought DeAndre Hopkins was going to no, wake up out of nowhere from. <laughs> so, I mean, like nobody would have thought that that game would have happened for Hopkins. And then, like you mentioned, for Will, listen, four touchdown pass. Like nobody, nobody saw this coming. So if he can, if he can reproduce this and yeah, it's like easy, let's take the over. But then all season, when you look at what the Titans have been, it's like, okay, if, if Henry doesn't score a touchdown or two, or if there's like not some wild play that a receiver actually wins that, you know, kind of, he makes an amazing ESPN top 10 level play. They just can't score the ball. And for Pittsburgh, the same thing. It's like, you have these plays where, um, you know, it's a, it's a huge play here or there, but it's just not consistent movement of the football. So for me, I'm, it's tough. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to go with the under. I agree with you. I I, I think you're right. I'm going to take the under. You talked about the Steelers offense earlier when when we opened the show about how it's kind of been inconsistent i disagree i think it's been consistently bad uh, (laughs) all season (laughs) so you you look at their record and you look at their their point totals for the year they've had one game where they've hit 26 points that's it in that game against the browns back in week two they scored two defensive touchdowns Mm -hmm. so it's not like the offense the offense put up what 12 points then you look at their next highest point total against the rams two weeks ago and even when they put up 24 and even in that game they had a interception returned returned to the opposing seven yard line that they were then able to punch it in for a touchdown so they were working with a really really short field there when this offense is asked to move the ball they can't they had seven points against the 49ers obviously that's a great defense they had 10 against the jaguars uh, it, it is not a good offense from what I've seen. It, it's not one of the worst in the NFL, but it's closer to being one of the worst than one of the best. So for me, I'm going to take the under here. Uh, I think if the over hits, it's because the Titans probably were the ones, as you mentioned, to, to put up the points. Uh, just I don't have any faith in the Steelers to do so. And then with the Titans, I think that now you've got a little bit of film out on Will Levis after a game against the Falcons. So hopefully mm-hmm. the Steelers will be able to prepare. They've got a good defensive front still. So hopefully they'll be able to prepare more for Levis and Malik Willis when Willis is in the game. So I think this is going to be a defensive game and I don't think we're going to see a lot of points one way or the other. And you know what else about the Pittsburgh offense that confuses me, which I'm sure confuses a ton of Steelers fans. What the heck happened to Najee Harris? Like what, you know, coming out of college and and even after like his first year, maybe first year and a half, you almost thought like, okay, Najee's going to be one of the guys. Like he's going to be one of those, you know, top five, top seven running backs in the league that you talk about every week being, um, you know, a dual threat. Like he's going to probably get 60 yards on the ground and 50 yards pass, you know, receiving. That's not been the case. And I almost feel like his backup might, be a little more efficient than him. Um, and for those not familiar, I'm talking about uh, the running back Warren. He He's consistently making better plays. He's consistently um, seems to be more involved in the offense. So it's just, it's a confusing dynamic when, when you're trying to make bets. So now we're going to do good. Cause last week it was a ton of green, ton of green. We won a lot last week. Let's finish it out. Uh, or let's double that Chris and uh, double down on a lot of these parlays. Yeah, so I think Najee has been a beneficiary of a high volume of carries. And you're right. People looked at him and said, oh, he's going to be the next Le'Veon Bell. He's going to be the next what James Conner was in Pittsburgh. And it just hasn't been the case. He looks like Alexander Madsen in 
uh, Minnesota mm -hmm. of someone who people thought, oh, well, he's going to be the guy. The volume's been there, but the efficiency hasn't. Jalen Warren is more electric with the ball in his hand, a better pass catcher. Uh, Najee will get a few goal line carries to try to score points, but that's it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he, he's definitely been disappointing. Uh, we talk about the first score of the game. Uh, obviously, there's a chance Najee Harris is the beneficiary of a goal line touchdown. Uh, but let's go over those odds real quick before we have stats come in and join us. So first score of the game, we've got Titans touchdown at plus 310. Titans field goal at plus 260. Steelers field goal also at plus 260. And that Steelers touchdown, whether it's Najee Harris or otherwise, is technically the the most favorited. Uh, Steelers touchdown at plus 245. So stats come on back with us. Stats, what do you like here as the first score of this game? I could be overly influenced by what we saw last week, but I'm kind of digging this Will Levis YOLO offense that Tennessee has, where I'm just going to throw it deep every play. Like, you could tell Will Levis is a confident guy. Anybody that puts mayonnaise in their coffee, they got the confidence of a daytime burglar. I'll go Titans <laughs> touchdown. Maybe it's the only touchdown they score all night, but I'll go Tennessee touchdown. All right, Spence, what about you? First of all, I, I just love stats. Every time, like I, I love stats. I'm gonna go a Pittsburgh field goal here. I'm gonna take the plus two sixty. Yeah, I, I, I'm liking field goal. They're both plus two sixty odds right now. Like going back to everything I've said about both offenses potentially having trouble, so I'll go Titans field goal at plus two sixty. Also, uh, I could see the Titans offense moving the ball a little bit with that Yolo mayonnaise in your coffee offense. Uh, but then possibly struggling a little bit with T.J. Watt and others getting in. So maybe they just kick the points. Titans field goal plus 260. Now watch it be Pittsburgh touchdown because none of us picked that. Like, that yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> that's what for, happens. for the listeners out there, <laughs> oftentimes the three of us, me, Spence, and Stats, will pick different options for the first score. There's only four options out there. I mean, technically there's safety, but no one's picking that. So you've got four options, either team scoring a touchdown or a field goal. I would say the most likely, like the most common scenario that's happened so far has been whatever we haven't picked has been the one that's hit. And that sounds so bad, but it's only yeah. for this play. It's only, but for, it's this only for the first score. Yeah. I mean, our parlays <laughs> have, have been money here and we were a Stefan Diggs touchdown away from a clean sweep across the board with all of our parlays. Uh, our My conservative one didn't hit because I had a, a, a Diggs TD in there. But I have a conservative parlay this week. Uh, for those who don't know, we usually offer a few parlays. Parlays are a series, a string of bets, each piece called a leg. We usually come up with three-leg parlays where each bet, each leg has to hit. It's an all-or-nothing kind of bet. If one leg doesn't hit, even if the other two do, the whole bet's a stinker. So my conservative parlay, I look to try to double your money. And this is going to be one of the most boring conservative parlays I've ever said. I'm so sorry. It is Steelers under 29 and a half, Titans under 26 and a half, and first half field goals over two. Two, two or more. Oh, so, oh Technically two. over one and a half, so two or more. So I'm taking both teams' individual unders and saying at least two field goals in the first half. And that is plus 140. So you're doubling your money with a $100 bet. $100 bet will pay out an extra $140. Bucks. Uh, I'm not, I don't say this with joy in my heart, 
but that's what I'm giving you as a conservative parlay. What do you think, Spence? I think that that's terrible, man. Not te- it's a good bet. Like I feel like the bet's gonna hit. I'm just saying it's terrible because you mentioned earlier how you know you still think a, a six to three defensive competitive game is still good football. I don't, man. Like I remember like the Bills and Browns game in the snow, six to three, terrible win. I feel like that's what what we're leaning towards here, and I hope not. Uh, but I think that's a good bet for you. I think you can make it. I'm gonna go. Mine is a little more aggressive than yours. We're back to our normally our normal scheduled program here. Uh, my conservative bet, my parlay is plus one fifty eight. So not too much more conservative. Yeah, that, but, that's close. But yeah, we're close. But I'm gonna go DeAndre Hopkins over three and a half receptions. So he just has to get four catches, not touchdowns, four catches. I'm gonna say Pittsburgh Steelers yes to record a sack. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna be brave here because I said it earlier. I'm gonna say Pittsburgh with the money line. So Hopkins. Three and a half receptions or more, or more than three and a half receptions. Pittsburgh Steelers to record a sack. You got TJ Watt over there, man. Let's do it. And Pittsburgh Steelers on the money line. I like it. I, I like it a lot. I, aside from the Steelers money line portion, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one scares me, which is why, again, I don't have any money line. I think this might be the first week where I haven't had a single money line option in one of my parlays. I think it is. I think it is. So we'll go to my aggressive parlay where I usually look to try to. Uh, get you a two times return on your bet. So here Wait, we go. Hit Mike the bell. Has... You hit last week. You hit last week on this. I did. You know what? I started the, the show with the bell. Uh, we hit the aggressive. I, I think we both hit our, or we both hit our aggressive parlay last week. Mm-hmm. So it's not just for me. So stats, go ahead, play the bell. We'll talk about the the ultra aggressive parlay in a second, but my aggressive parlay this week it's plus three fifteen. So hundred dollar bet, we're tripling our money now at plus three fifteen. Three legs. First one super easy. No safety is scored in the game. I say that, and obviously we're probably going to get a safety when now. It happens. But yep. yeah, but no safety. First leg. Second leg. Will Levis under one hundred ninety nine and a half passing yards. So even last week when he threw for four touchdowns, he only finished with 238, I think, 238 passing yards. Now opposing defenses are going to be focusing in on him a little more. So we'll say under 199.5 passing yards. And then the final leg, Tajay Spears, that's the other running back in Tennessee, over 15.5 receiving yards. Now, Tajay Spears, three weeks ago, or I guess four weeks ago against the Bengals, he had 18 receiving yards. Three weeks ago against the Colts, he had 35. Two weeks ago against Baltimore, he had 48. Now, last week against the Falcons, he only had nine, but he had four targets in the game. So yeah. I'm really liking Spears' chances to cross the the 15 and a half receiving yards. And if all three of those things happen, we're at plus 315. Yeah, I think that's a good bet because when Spears comes into the game, you typically know, I mean, he gets a few handoffs here and there, but you know it's Henry that's going to run the ball in Tennessee. And then uh, if they are going to involve a running back in the passing game, typically it's going to be Spears. So I, I love that that aggressive parlay. Mine is plus 310. I'm going to go with Derrick Henry, anytime touchdown score. I'm going to go second leg, Derrick Henry, 40-plus rushing yards. Here's the part that scares me, even though this should be a gimme. Allen Robinson for the Pittsburgh Steelers over 15 and a half receiving yards. I know that doesn't seem like a lot for a wide receiver, right? But 
that's how inconsistent Allen Robinson has been. So for 310, I'm going to say Derrick Henry, anytime touchdown score, Derrick Henry plus 40 rushing yards, and Allen Robinson over 15 and a half receiving yards. I like it. it. It's tough for me when we start talking about offensive player i was really nervous with even the tajay spears one when i start mm. looking at any offensive player as an over i get nervous in this game yeah. because for all yep. the reasons i talked about it, about scoring points so tajay spears was the the most conservative option i saw out there uh, but i remember a couple weeks ago stats just talked about how he doesn't like taking unders he doesn't like rooting for things not to happen so if that's just the kind of person you are then spence's bet's a good one yeah, and and I tell you what. So last week he didn't have any reception. So that's why I'm saying it scares me. The week before he had seven yards, but then against the Ravens he had 29. And then you know you so you go back throughout the season. For the season he has 144 yards receiving. So he's caught the ball. It just hasn't looked good the last two weeks. I think he's going to have a, a decent game tonight or or this Thursday I should say. Hopefully he has two or three receptions. Just get us over 16 yards, man. Come on, Allen, you could do it. I believe you. So finally, we've got our crazy parlay where we look at odds over a thousand. That's another opportunity. Yep. Ring it. Ring the bell. I had plus 1360 odds last week that hit. Uh, this week, I'm feeling myself, Spence. So we're, we're getting a little more. I'm going to go plus 2300. All right. So Ooh. three legs in this kind of crazy parlay. First leg, no team scores three times unanswered. Hell, I'm not sure any team's going to score three times in the game. But I'm not certain this is going to happen. That's why it's a crazy parlay. We're going to say Chris Boswell over one and a half extra points, meaning the Steelers will have to score two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And here's where I'm coming one of them from. Steelers defensive or special team score. I talked wow. about how a few weeks ago against the Browns, they had two defensive scores. Uh, and then a couple weeks ago against the Rams, they had one uh, pick return to the seven-yard line, so almost a score there. I'm liking the possibility of Will Levis maybe feeling a little overconfident. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know, Miracle Whip instead of mayonnaise that he puts in his coffee up on accident and throws the ball where he shouldn't, and maybe the Steelers get a pick six. If those three things happen, we're looking at plus 2,300. That's super aggressive. I don't know what's happened. You've completely changed me and I've completely changed you. So my fun parlay is only a thousand. Like it's literally plus a thousand scared uh, money, DeAndre scared money. But well, you know what? I understand why before you get into it, I understand why you haven't been hitting these really. Like you've hit one no. all year. You've hit one. Are you all kidding year. me? Are so you kidding me? It was just time for you to start kind of lowering <laughs> that bar. So, you no. know, you hit it. That's what Listen, it is. I, I actually even looked for stuff on this one to be like lowered insane. expectations. No, the thing is with this game, it's like every single thing that I look at and it's like, ah, no, I can't do that. This game is just so unpredictable for me. Like, honestly, like last week I had no problem saying, you know what, uh, Diggs with a touchdown. It didn't happen, but you have a good reason to feel like Diggs can get a touchdown in a game. Here, I'll read it, and I'll, I'm not even confident with this, and this is like a 1,000-plus points lower than yours. But for plus a 1,000, have Deontay Johnson, anytime touchdown score. Kenny Pickett, over one and a half passing touchdowns. This is where it gets scary. Uh, now, this will work with your parlay because you said you need two extra points. So, Kenny Pickett, if you give me two touchdowns, I'm good here, man. And make one of them go to Deont De Deontay Johnson. K 
Kenny Pickett over one and a half touchdowns, and then Kenny Pickett over 250 passing yards. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely. That's where I'm. I know. I know. But I'm saying, like anything else that I looked at, it was like none of this is happening, and so I don't even feel confident in this one. So I'm. I'm saying that on the record that this week I'm not. Please go ahead with Chris's bet, and if he loses for you, then that's on him. But I, I can't. This week was tough. This week yeah, was if tough. you take Spence's uh, aggressive parlay, DraftKings appreciates your donation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I, I, I don't know. I don't see Kenny Pickett. I don't see anything really happening. So we talked about bets that were uncertain about, but let's now talk about something that maybe we we see for this game that we really like, our bet of the week. Stats, come on back. Do you have a bet of the week for us, uh, something you're seeing this week that you just can't pass does. up? Look, you doubt me? Come on now. Of course I have a best bet. It's simple, but I think it's going to come true. I have DeAndre Hopkins, anytime touchdown scorer, plus 200 in the game. I talked about it earlier. Levis is just going to chuck that thing up, and I'm not even saying DeAndre Hopkins is going to be open. I just think he might, Levis might get under pressure and just say, the hell with it. And if there's one thing DeAndre Hopkins can still do, it's win a jump ball. So I'll take Hopkins anytime touchdown scorer plus 200. I like it. All right, what about you, Spence? You got something? I'm going to go for plus 165. Can you imagine? Harold Landry, right? Over 0.25 sacks. So that's it. Half a sack. Half a sack. He he had two last week, and he has four on the season. I'm taking that bet. That's to me. It's it's not guaranteed money, but like the way he's been playing as of late, he's been aggressive. He's been getting pressure on the quarterback. I'm gonna take that. Uh, Stats did one a couple weeks ago where he's like, "Are you kidding me? You're giving money on a sack like this, and that means he only needs a half a sack." Give me Harold Landry for that money. I'm taking it every time. Well, I remember both Stats and I in the Saints Jags game picked sack bets where either of the players we picked needed half a sack for it to hit and neither of them got it so (laughs) just beware buyer beware on that one but before i get into my bet of the week i think it's a good opportunity to stats play the bell again last week we each had a, a bet that we just said we couldn't pass up for the game and all three of us hit the reason why i wanted to take a second is because Spence, you and, and Stats both picked favorited bets. This week, you're both picking technical underdogs. They had a, a plus sign in front of them. Last week, my bet of the week was each team scores one touchdown in each half, and that was like plus 250, plus 260, something like that. So I figured we were doing favorited bets again. So that's what I've done. You guys are now trying to upstage me by picking these underdog bets. But you know what? I'm not going to let that throw me. So my bet of the week Super exciting, maybe the most exciting bet you're ever going to hear. Here it is. Minus 150, Steelers' first offensive drive results in a punt. Get excited. So Steelers' first drive, whenever it happens. Now, again, my luck is Will Levis is going to throw a pick, and it's going to get returned to the two-yard line. So technically the Steelers' first (laughs) offensive drive will start you know, as a first and goal. But I'm going to say Steelers' first offensive drive is a punt at minus 150. I, I mean, I, I think I think that's safe. The way we're both talking about offense on both sides this game, I think um, that's a safe and easy bet to make. So no, I, I think that's good, man. You'll win that one. I'll give you one better. So now, now that we've talked about our bet of the week and how I've just had this trend of picking unders for point totals, picking punts, picking just field goals, 
I've got my pick already for the Thor Award winner this week. But, Spence, this is your award. You came up with this. So explain to the people what it is and then give Josh Allen his shine from last week. Well, the Thor Award is about fantasy football, and it's about who the best player, who has the most points, who impacted the game the most. And last week, it was between Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield, who I think Baker Mayfield had a good game. I do think that Baker had a good game. I do think that we were one play away, like Chris reminded me of so eloquently this morning prior to us going live here, that we were one play away from me having to sing Baker Mayfield's praises. But as it normally happens in history when it comes to Baker Mayfield, he did not succeed. And Josh Allen is this week's hammer of, or he's the Thor Award winner of the week last week. I am going to tell everybody, listen, you can't see this. We're going to go live at some point soon, but I actually have a real Thor Award. And it actually has the Buffalo Bills logo on it as well. So I'm going to give this to Josh Allen. It's a beautiful thing. This week. I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett, man. I said in my parlay there that he's going to have over one and a half passing touchdowns, over 250 yards passing. If that is the case, if he's going to distribute the ball and get two touchdowns in the air, I think this guy is going to do more than anything on any anybody else is going to do. Kenny Pickett, this week's Thor Award of the Week. All right, so before I talk about my Thor Award, I think it's important for me to again point out if Chris Godwin just makes a play on that ball for the Hail Mary at the end of the game, then Spence is out here singing Baker Mayfield praises. So Chris Godwin, we're adding you to the list with Kadarius Tony, with Foster Moreau, and with the Commanders and all six of their fans. So Chris Godwin, you're now dead to me. Spence, <laughs> you mentioned you were holding a, a, a Thor hammer. I think it's important for the people, since they can't see you, to understand you actually have multiple thor hammers they are buffalo bills colors they're alternating like red and blue uh, hammer heads yeah. this might be the most embarrassed i've ever been on your behalf and i'm haven't even talked about the fact that you're wearing like a barbie movie t-shirt so that's fine it's even more than that it's the thor hammer but on the that hate, note the hate. Wait, the hate, the hate. So I just, no, no, let, no, me, no. let me, oh, no, because I have mute, to do this. Mute Spence, mute Spence. Wait a minute. No, because play the sound I have effect. to say this part. You can do that. Play the sound effect. Let Chris get his thing. The power of I do have to mention for the shirt, though, only because I feel like there's a lot of New Jersey Giants and New Jersey Jets fans out there. There's only one team in New York. I'm wearing a shirt right now that's the new york yankees with the buffalo bills logo inside of it because there's only one nfl team in the state of new york baby and that's the buffalo bills go ahead chris all right thank you for getting that off your chest i know you feel better now yes oh uh, my thor award <laughs> holy cow is this depressing i'm picking the steelers dst i'm Are saying the steelers <laughs> defense and special teams is going to be uh the highest scoring thing in fantasy on thursday oh that's so disrespectful that is so disrespectful but i love it i love it you're dis you're so disrespectful every week every week to a fan base and i absolutely appreciate this well let's see steelers prove me right remember i want that steelers dst score for my crazy parlay <laughs> man but you know what if that happens 
if that happens, this is going to be a really depressing week of football. I know you just said again. I know you liked the, the close defensive matchups and stuff, but that if if the defense and special teams of the Steelers ends up being your Thor Award winner, that is that is just awful and that's embarrassing. I know you're loving it. It's okay. It's going to happen. Thor Award, great transition to our Marvel bet of the week. Before stats comes in, stats play the bell again. <laughs> I won yet again. I'm just a winner. Spence, you don't know what that's like. It's okay. Uh, for those who don't know, each week Stats throws out a, a Marvel trivia question. The winner of that uh, question gets first crack at a single prop selected by Stats. If you win that, you then get first crack at the answer to the trivia question the next week. So I won last week both on answering the trivia question and on the bet paying off. So that means I get my first crack at the wonderful question, the the wonderful stats, the handsome stats, the beautiful, amazing, uh, charismatic stats has picked. Uh, and no, I'm not complimenting you, so you give me an easy question. But if you wanted to, that's okay. Well, I'm, I'm giving you a little bit of an easier question this week. But if you don't get this, the respect level I have for you will will significantly decrease. There are six Infinity Stones in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Name them. Oh, goodness. Okay, I have to put, like, my hands out. So, uh, let's see. Power, time, reality, space, mind. Goodness, I'm having to do this from from memory. So, oh, that's tough. We'll we'll just say I I can't recall the the six. Oh! Oh, space, space. Nope, that's not the one you missed. You said space already. Okay, with soul. Jay Spence God. coming in with the finisher. Ugh, rough. Go ahead, Spence. Boy, let's go. All he had to come up with was one. I mean, well, I mean, I knew those. Sure, you didn't know Terrence Howard. You just knew him no, as the other he, black because, guy. <laughs> because every time I watch, yeah, because every time I watch it, he's the other black guy. You you take you get my man kicked off the show. You're the other black guy. But go go ahead, Spence. All right. Well, now that we've got that out of the way. You guys have been talking about the offenses and and what could be a terrible offensive game all show long. So here is the bet this week. Will there be points scored in every quarter of this game? Just points. Doesn't matter which team. Yes is minus 220. No is plus 165. No. I don't even know if there's going to be points scored in the first quarter. <laughs> no. Well, that means I'm stuck with the yes, but I, I'm not sure there's going to be points in each half. There might not be points in this game. This this game might end 0-0 in a tie. Uh, but here we are. Uh, we talked about our bet of the week for the game. Let's now talk mm-hmm. about our bet of the week across the NFL slate for, uh, what are we at, week nine now? Yeah. Before we have spins come or stats come back and share his, I need to kind of apologize to Saints fans. Last week, I picked the Colts minus one and a half over the Saints. Uh, And the Saints ended up winning. So in reality, what that means is the Saints and Derek Carr and offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael were listening to our podcast. They got then a little chip on their shoulder and wanted to prove me wrong. So really, Saints fans, you're welcome. You don't need to thank me again, but you're welcome. Uh, to the extent the Saints needed that, they're currently favored, I think like eight and a half over the Bears. 
Uh, I'll just go ahead and say Bears are going to pull off the upset and beat the Saints. So, Saints, if you needed that, there it is again. You know what? I, I understand that logic, and I like it for you. I hope that <laughs> I hope that it happens. I hope it happens for you. For me, I actually had two, but I'm gonna I'm only gonna do the one here because, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna take the under on the Giants and the Las Vegas Raiders game. So the under is at 37 and a half points. These two teams combined for the season average 27.7 points, like combined. For the season, that's what they average. These are two of the three worst scoring teams in the NFL. And at this point, I just there's no way I see them scoring close to 40 points, 38 points in a game. It's not happening. So my bet of the week, take the under on the Giants at Vegas. The other one that I was going to throw out there was uh, I was going to take the Cowboys money line against the Eagles. Cowboys just seem to win games that they shouldn't and they lose games that they should. So either one of those bets, the Cowboys money line is plus 140 over Philly. And then, like I said, the under, I'm definitely, I'm pounding the under on that under 37 and a half points for, for uh, the Giants at Vegas. Stats, where are you? Marco. Polo. All right, what you got? It pains me to do this because I am a 49ers fan and I cover the 49ers, but I'm actually going to take the Seahawks plus six against the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to win the game. But I think Seattle is good enough to keep it close. I think Seattle's defense is improving their pass defense specifically. So I think Baltimore is still going to win because Lamar Jackson is amazing. But I don't think they're going to win by that much. I could see them, you know, playing a close game, getting a field goal at the end. So I'll take the Seahawks plus a touchdown over the Ravens. For my bet, I'm actually looking at your Buffalo Bills, Spence. The Bills right now are two and a half point road dogs to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Bengals favored two and a half at home. Well, I think the last two times that the Buffalo Bills matched up against them, that, you know, they looked they looked bad. You know, I think they got embarrassed at home in the playoffs. And then I think the game that was postponed and then ultimately canceled after DeMar Hamlin's unfortunate event, I think, you know, the Buffalo Bills came out then looking like they were going to be destroyed. So um, I'm shocked that the line is so close. I actually... Um, this week, I'm actually betting against the Bills. Well, you might not have faith in your Bills, and that's okay. Bills Mafia, trust me. Bills, I'm taking the two and a half for the Bills. I would even consider the money line of the Bills upsetting the Bengals on the road in Cincy. So you might not trust your Bills, but I will for you. Well, I mean, I appreciate that, and I hope so. It's just with me covering them, I I see the consistencies and I see the inconsistencies and the thing that um, I feel that happened during these games of these magnitude. Um, it just seems like the Bills come out way too energetic at, at, and they just make too many mistakes at the beginning of the game. And it's too much to come back from when you're playing against a team that has Joe Burrow at quarterback and, you know, Jamar Chase and all these other guys. So I just I don't I don't see it being one of those things where they'll be able to dig themselves out of the hole. But I would love it if I'm man, if I'm wrong here, I'll come on next week and I will gladly sing your praises about that pick, about how right you were. I will ask you to pick the bills every single week, even if it's not on the show, just so that way it gives me the mojo I need. I I will gladly do it. No problem. All right. And you talked about uh, the the Raiders and Giants. That gives us a great transition into some NFL news uh, early Wednesday morning. Uh, But before we hit it, let's actually have Stats come back and share his thoughts 
on the Las Vegas Raiders sending a you up text at one o'clock in the morning and firing their head coach and general manager. Stats, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are I had to sit and listen to 49ers fans for years tell me how good Jimmy Garoppolo was simply because the 49ers won games that he happened to be participating in. And now we are eight games into the Jimmy Garoppolo era with the Raiders. He's already missed multiple games due to injury. He leads the league in picks and his head coach and GM just got canned. So let me just say I was right on Jimmy Garoppolo. He ain't it. He's a disaster. That franchise is a disaster. And poor Raiders fans once again have to go back to the drawing board. Spence, do you even have anything to add to that? No, I think that was perfect. I think that was perfect. I love stats, man. Yeah, Raiders fans, I feel for you. You've had Devontae Adams come out and say that he's been disappointed, and the only reason why he came to Vegas was to play with his college quarterback, Derek Carr, who was then uh, unceremoniously let go and, and picked up by the New Orleans Saints. Now you've got a head coach and general manager who are axed midseason. Uh, I think odds for McDaniel being the first coach to be fired uh, this season before the season started were plus 1,000, so no one really had that on the radar. Uh, but here we are. So Raiders fans, sorry for you. Well, you know what? With the extension that he just signed, I mean, a six-year extension, you don't you don't anticipate him being let go. Like that type of contract is like, okay, even if he has two bad seasons, like you still you still don't quite put him on that radar unless they're horrible. This was horrible. Um, but I guess one silver lining of it, you can, as a Raiders fan, you can almost hope and assure yourself that hey we're going to be in the top three we're going to be drafting in the top three this year coming up so uh hopefully you get a good quarterback or or you know whatever whatever the biggest need is at the time but quarterback is clearly the biggest need for any team that doesn't have their guys so you know we'll see what they do yeah thoughts and prayers out for the raiders and their fans but otherwise uh stats hit us with the outro and take us home Mm -hmm.